Hi friends, welcome back to the podcast. We're so happy to have you here today and we are so excited because we are talking all about work from home tips with kids. If you guys don't know, Don and I each, well, Don has one daughter, one baby, and I have two babies. Um, our kids are around the same age. So we have two one-year-olds and we have a three-year-old and we're definitely in a very interesting season of trying to balance business and babies. And so we wanted to share our best work from home tips with kids because we do work from home genuinely with our kids. Um, I personally don't have like a full-time nanny. I don't have someone who comes in and cleans my house, like truly balancing mom life and business life. Um, and I know a lot of you guys are in the same, same space, same season. So we're going to share our best tips with you. Um, and I'm going to actually just let Dawn take it away because I love the tips that she, um, shared with me earlier and I'm excited for her to share them with you guys. Okay. So my number one tip, this is my tip for my sanity and your sanity too. I hope it helps. But my tip is have dedicated work time away from kids. And I say this because when I was pregnant, prepping up for maternity leave, I was like, oh yeah, like I can work during nap time. I can hold her. I can have some toys in my office and I'll keep working. Um, no, <laughs> let's get to the chase. That did not work out quite so well. And I kind of had after multiple frustrated work sessions, I mean, there were some days it would work out just fine, but after multiple frust like frustrated work sessions, I had to realize, Dawn, you need to have dedicated work time away from Raylan. And you also need to have really strong boundaries when you're with Raylan of what work are you going to do when you're with her versus what work gets to be saved for that time when you're away from her. That's such a good tip. And I could not agree more. I remember when I just had my Raylan before Maya was born and I had started my business and I was like on a mission to show moms how to build a business literally with babies at their feet. And boy, was I in for a rude awakening, especially after Maya came into the picture and Maya was nothing like Raylan. Raylan was my angel, angel baby. And <laughs> Maya was not. <laughs> oh, I know. And it's just funny that awakening though because I seriously I bought a separate swing for my office I bought toys for my office like oh my gosh I love that oh this is all gonna work out so well she would I mean as a newborn baby I could hold her and work one-handed but I wasn't as effective but it worked and then she got older and kind of wanted to play and it was like in 10 minute spurts and then she needed me again and I was like what <laughs> Yeah. And I think just plain and simple, like you're, you're able to get so much more done when you're not interrupted. And even if your baby is being calm and quiet, like it's still a distraction. She's still there. You're still making sure she's okay. Or whatever that is making sure she's not getting into something. Your attention is being divided and right. it, it caused for inefficient. It causes for inefficiency in your work takes you to so much longer to get anything done with work when your attention is divided, even if the kids are being good. So and, I love that that is your number one work tip. <laughs> and I feel like, um, it, 
like that time. I mean, we're talking about work and efficiency and work, but also you then feel disconnected with your kids, even if you're with them all day, because you didn't actually connect with them and give them your attention. And so it's like, nothing's really getting done because you're not giving your full attention to work and you're not giving your full attention to your child. And at the end of the day, that's where the frustration came from for me was like, what did I even get done today? Yeah. Oh, I, that's super relatable. And I a hundred percent agree with you again on what you just said, like the way that my day is structured. It's like when I'm with my kids, I'm with my kids. When I'm at work, I'm at work. Like my intention, my brain, my physical presence is in both places. And it's so much more fulfilling that way. Cause I don't feel like either side was neglected at the end of the day. When I have those really, really strong boundaries, when I don't maintain those strong boundaries, exactly what you said, there's this like, Oh, the mom guilt creeps creeps in or the resentment or whatever. And so yes, having designated work hours, number one tip. It's good for you. It's good for your kids. It's good for your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that one. Okay. So we just said have strong boundaries and strong work hours, but I think just being realistic, there are going to be times that pop up where you're like, okay, childcare fell through. Or, I mean, we had a season where my kids were sick all the time, or like the person that was watching the kids got sick or whatever. And it was like, okay, So we do need to make it work today because I do have commitments for work and obviously I'm going to make sure my kids are taken care of as well, you know? So what does that look like for me? So in, when I'm in those situations, when I do have to work with the kids and I don't have another person to, to care, care for them while I'm focused on work, my biggest tip is filling their cups first. So before I try to step away and focus on work, I spend time filling their cup. So we read books, we play, play games. Raylan's really into playing cards right now. We play war and she loves pretty, pretty princess. So we'll play like three games of war. I always give her like the really big deck and I take like five cards. So the game ends fast, but still (laughs) we, we play war. We play pretty, pretty princess. We read like 30 minutes worth of books, they get snacks, they get hugs, like all the things. And I'm, I'm intentional about starting this obviously before I have to work. Like I'm thinking ahead, right. Fill their cups without fail. When I fill their cups, they tend to leave me alone longer. It's if I don't intentionally go in and fill their cup and I try to sit down and do something, it's literally like, mom, 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 I need this. I need this. I need this. Like they're at me and wanting my attention and so that is my number one tip. Cause we, we get it. There's going to be days where it doesn't work out perfectly, where you don't have those perfect boundaries, where you don't have those perfect designated work hours, things come up and that's okay. But try to fill your child's cup up and love on them. And they'll t- typically give you a longer like block of time yeah, Yeah. without interrupting you to get things done. And I love that tip. And you posted that on your Instagram stories, I think this past week. And I was like, okay, that's brilliant. And funny thing is, I feel like I knew that like subconsciously or habitually, but I haven't put words to that. And I love that you put words to that for me because that's a great tip. Yeah. Thank you. Um, okay. What's your next tip done? Um, okay. Well, but I want to add to that Lauren, because you talked when you were telling me about this tip too, you said 
you also reserve like electronics and special activities for this time too. Oh, yes, I do. I do do that. So yeah. So you, part of like your work boundaries, like you work when Raylan's napping. So I have a child that doesn't nap every single day. Maya does. Maya takes a consistent like afternoon nap. Raylan's like hit or miss. Um, I do work during Maya's nap time. So I, cause there's just things that need to be done in the business every day to keep it functioning and running. So I do that during the day. So when Maya is napping and if Raylan's not, not napping, that's when she gets to watch a show typically. So I do reserve like screen time or the girls like are obsessed with Play-Doh right now. And if I sit at the table with them and they like play Play-Doh, they'll like play it literally for like 45 minutes. I can get a lot done in 45 minutes while they're distracted playing Play-Doh. So I try to reserve screen time or like special fun activities that they don't get to do very often for when I need that extra block of time. Yeah. Okay. Brilliant. Thank you for reminding me and bringing that up because I do think that that's important. Uh, it's 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 a great way to feel good about screen time too, because it's like, I mean, I, this is something I would like love to cut back on more is like not giving as much screen time. I'm like always working on trying to cut back, but it is feel it feels good when I'm like, I can't be with you. Like, that's fine. Sit in front of a fun show. And then, yeah, she loves it. I love it. Cause I get a little bit of time. Maya's sleeping. So she gets like no screen time, but it's all good. You know? Yeah. So no, I love that. Another one of my tips, and this came to me like when I was getting back into the groove after my maternity leave, which I took a really short maternity leave for my first baby. Um, We'll get into that another time. I hope to have longer maternity leaves in the future. But with this maternity leave that I had when I was getting back into work, I realized how much I needed my computer to do different things in my business. So for example tax preparation or bookkeeping accounting, those are like softwares that I need to do on my computer. I mean, you can download the QuickBooks app. I could do accounting on my phone, but it is a lot harder, not near as efficient. And you can't do the more complicated stuff that I needed to do for my team on that. And so I quickly realized, oh, wow, this nursing time or when I'm holding her and she's sleeping in my arms Sometimes, like I said earlier, I would have my computer open and work one-handed. Other times it was like, what can I do on my phone? And so my tip is use your phone as much as possible or like switch work apps to good phone apps as much as possible. So my team who used to email me with questions, we switched to Slack so that they could message me and I could voice memo them. Oh my gosh. Voice memos, game changer. Um, yes. And with phone apps, it was using my notes app to write up a bunch of ideas that I have instead of going to my notebook that was, that had used to be full of ideas. So utilize your phone as much as possible. Cause then when you're like grocery pickup or you're, you know, on a drive somewhere, Lauren, you mentioned Voxer on your phone when you're driving. I know you do that. Cause we box back and forth mm-hmm. while you're driving is like, Bluetooth on your phone, being able to listen to messages and respond to people back because of the phone apps that you use and your business gets to be run on your phone. Like how cool is that? It is great. And I also love like 
you know, they say don't multitask, but there's definitely like pay attention to the things that you can't effectively multitask at. Right. So when I'm out on a walk with the kids, I'm pushing the stroller down to the park. I love to box or I love to like respond to my DMS or whatever, because it's easy for me to do that. Or when I'm driving in the car, I can easily box. Like those are good multitasking choices, you know, versus trying to multitask, watching your kid and answering an email. That's probably not, or Mm -hmm. doing a meeting or whatever, like not the best multitasking choice, but yeah, I love, I love apps. And like you said, I remember when Maya was born and just like, you know, that newborn phase where you're like constantly, you feel like you're tied down to the couch, nursing a baby literally all day long. Like I literally built my business from my phone exclusively. I rarely mm-hmm. open my laptop. So it is important to have good apps and ability, like tasks and abilities to build your business on your phone for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. My next tip. So this is cause I feel like, and this tip comes from multiple conversations with women who are trying to build businesses. And also just from my own experience is getting creative with childcare because I tried and struggled for so long, finding consistent childcare for my kids. And I just felt like, I felt like I was always leaning on that as the reason why I couldn't do my business or I couldn't. And I was like, you know what? I'm so sick and tired of this being my excuse as to why I can't like show up or not even my excuse for not showing up. Cause I always figured out how to get done what I needed to get done. But I was feeling like resentful around the fact that I didn't have consistent childcare. And I finally was like, you know what? I'm just going to get creative with it. So, um, like one of the things that I did is I completely abandoned trying to find a nanny. I was like, I'm not going to find a nanny. And I also condensed the days that I needed childcare support too. So the way that I structured my work week, I was like, okay, I'm going to put all of my coaching calls on one day. So I know this is the day that I need the most support. Everything else is flexible, right? So I was really strategic in how I structured my work week. And then instead of hiring a nanny, my, so one of my friend's daughters was out for school for the summer. She's like 12 years old. I hired a mother's helper. So I had her come into my house on Tuesdays, literally just to play with my kids. Now, the great thing about a mother's helper is you can pay a 12 year old, like $10 an hour. And they think that they're like filthy rich at the end of working for four hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I love it. And it was so great. So it was affordable for me. And it wasn't like the kids had so much fun. Cause she literally played with them nonstop for four hours, like played hide and seek with them forever. Like whatever, read them a ton of books old enough to get him a snack. My other friend's daughter who's homeschooled, she's going to now start doing that for me since my, the, uh, my other mother's helper is like back in, in her regular school routine. So mother's helper is such a great option to look into if you can't afford a nanny or can't find like a consistent nanny, look into having someone come into your home after school for a couple hours to play with your kids. Um, I've heard people like getting gym memberships so that they can literally drop their kids off at the gym's daycare for a couple of hours, like get a quick workout in and work on their business, which I think is genius. Yeah. And, um, Dawn, if you and I lived closer to each other, I for sure 
I for sure would trade days with you. Raylan would be coming to my house at least one day a week and my kids would be going to your house at least one day a week. So yes, (laughs) if you have other mom friends building businesses, like try to see if they'd be willing to do like a trade day with you. So that way you guys can each have designated time to work on your business. And literally there are so many other ideas, but just think outside of the box. Like it's not a one size fits all for you have to have a nanny and, and that's the only way you can build your business from home with kids. Yeah. One of my creative ideas with childcare is, um, my husband, he's on salary. He can kind of set his own hours. I mean, he's expected to be at the office from like eight to five, but he, works a lot of Saturdays. And so on the weeks where he's working on Saturdays, we just prep his week, or I guess he preps it. I shouldn't take credit for that, (laughs) but he preps his week and he lets me know in advance, like, Hey, what if I take this day off in lieu of me working on Saturday? Cause Saturdays are planless. Saturdays are my work days. He can watch Ray. I'm working. And so actually for the past three weeks, cause he's in a very busy season right now, for the past three weeks, he's taken Thursdays off and I've stacked my meetings on Thursdays and it's worked out so well for us. I love being able to like have a full day of work on a normal work day. Yeah. His clients don't want to meet me on Saturdays typically. And so it's worked out really well for us to do something like that. And this is a seasonal thing. It won't always work out this way, but like get creative with your partner and their schedule if their schedule allows you to. And I think just like the more important thing, not even just getting creative, like just communicate with your partner. Like you are supporting him as he's going to work and watching the kids during the day, being the primary caretaker. If your job in your business is important to your family and it's bringing income in for your family, like be like, Hey, like now it's your turn to be on duty. You're home from work. Now mom's going to work. Even if your work is in your home office or in your bedroom or whatever, like So I think just communication with your spouse about needing some extra support or hours that they can, they can help you out with in terms of like being the primary caretaker. So you can have focus time. Mm -hmm. And I know Lauren, this is like a whole nother topic discussion subject for another day, but I will say with that open communication, make sure that you allow your partner to communicate what they need in reciprocation. Recip- what's the word I'm looking for? Reciprocation. I know it, yeah. <laughs> yes. Something like that. No. Reciprocate. I can't even say it now. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. We'll move on, but you need to communicate with your partner what they need and reciprocation from what the childcare or maybe it's childcare. Maybe it's just time away. I don't know, but like are you com- contributing financially to your family? Is this uh, just like your fun, creative outlet? Kind of what are both of your needs? What is your need from your partner? What is their need from you if you're taking time away from your family to do this? Oh. So make sure that you keep that communication super open. I thank you for saying that because, and I'll just give you a recent example. I literally, you know, at the end of the day too, like I'm, it's, especially if your husband's working outside of the home, like I know it's a lot caring for your children and running a business from home. Like that definitely has its own stresses, you know, but I also have worked in corporate. I know what it's like to be out of the house all day long. My husband personally, personally wakes up at like five o'clock in the morning and leaves super early in the morning to go to work. And I know he's exhausted when he gets home from the day and he doesn't necessarily want to like dive 
right into like, okay, now I'm like on dad duty, right? Our husbands, like, I think, I think a lot of times we forget like our husbands need time for like self-care as well and time away from like the kids, even though they've been away all day at work, it's still not necessarily a break. Like they need time away for themselves and to fill up their cups as well. So not assuming like, oh my gosh, you're home. So it's your turn. And I'm going to go do my thing now or whatever. So I love that you said having that clear communication. Cause like when I recently was working with my husband on a schedule is like, Hey, I can either hire, I, these are the hours that I need. I need these hours. And here's the thing I can hire someone and this is how much I would pay them. Or if you want to do it, it wasn't like, I'm going to pay you, but it was like, I can contribute this much more to our family savings account bills, like whatever. And in his mind, he was like, oh, that means that like, I, it's like that much more money that was off of his like financial stress of providing for our family. Right. Uh So I, I think just sometimes like finding creative ways to communicate to yourself, showing them how it is going to benefit the family for them, like giving you time to work your business. And that fight, I mean, that might not always be a financial contribution. And I want to make that clear. If you're building your business, you won't be able to say, Hey, I can bring this much to our family. Like this is what I'm bringing to the table. Instead you're saying, this is my self-care or this is a passion. I'm really eager to get started and I would love your support. This is what I need from you. Does that sound good? And sometimes they're not going to be on board and it's not your job to convince them to be on board. And if they're not on board, get creative with these other solutions, these other tips that Lauren and I have outlined for you or go research some other tips because don't let them, don't let them hold you back. Like if they're not going to be on board and support you, that's okay. You don't need their support to do this. Be your own business bestie. Be your own best friend. I mean, no, I love, thank you. Yeah, that's so true. Thank you for saying that. I, and guys, this is not a conversation of like, should husbands support all of our dreams and goals and our businesses and all of those things? Like we're not getting into a conversation of like, roles and responsibilities within the home. Like everyone is going to have their own situations. You and your husband have either a verbal or nonverbal agreement of who does what in your household, whether you've clearly communicated that or not, like there still has been a standard and agreement that has been set. And for a lot of us that on, on us moms, as, as wives, a lot of us verbally or unverbally agree to take on the responsibilities of child care and the, and household duties that just tends to be the way that it is. And if that doesn't work for you, then that's another conversation you should be having with your spouse. But, Mm -hmm. you know, again, like at the end of the day, I love what Don said. It's not your husband's job to like support your business. It would be great if he did, but that's not always like at the end of the day, like going to happen. Sometimes, sometimes you need to just do it for yourself and get creative with childcare. The only person who needs to support your dreams is you. Yeah. And at the beginning, I think both Dawn and I can attest. Well, Dawn started her business before she had babies, but regardless, either way, both of us worked really early mornings, late nights, like odd hours. Cause I was still working a corporate job when I started my business and I had a baby. So I had to, I literally was doing client calls at eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night. And it was with other moms. So they got it. But like, I was working odd hours to make my dreams happen. 
and not relying on any other childcare or my husband or anyone else to like kickstart something that I wanted to do for myself. (laughs) So there's that side of it too. I love that. That's impressive, Lauren. Um, Okay. In conclusion, this is the last thing Lauren and I kind of wanted to say on this topic. Our last tip is if you are feeling like frustrated or overwhelmed as a work from home mompreneur, take time to reevaluate, take time to evaluate what you really want. Like, where are you feeling frustrated? What's not working out? Because either you're unclear about what you want and that's why you're not taking action to get there or you're out of alignment and you're not being honest with yourself about what it is that you want. So take time to reevaluate and get clear because that's how the frustration grows. Yes. I think that's like actually the most important question that you can ask yourself. Like no matter whether you're wanting to start a business or you are working, like you have a business, even if it's not a business and you're, you know, you have a great job that allows you to work from home. Like you do have to have at some point in your life, a conversation of what do I actually want? How much time do I want to spend with my kids? How much time do I want to spend with my business? What does an ideal day look like for me? Do I want to be the one that cleans the house? Do I want to be the one that makes dinner? What things would I ideally love to outsource? What things do I want to have like full ownership of? You know, you have to ask yourself these questions and get really, really clear because it's not until you have that clarity around what you actually want that you can start to reverse engineer the way the like the strategy, the systems to, to get there. You have to start from like, what is it that I want? What's not in alignment? What's not what needs to change, what can stay, what needs to change, and then start finding solutions. And I would say in this process, like give yourself a lot of grace and time to make those changes because it's not something that's going to just shift and happen overnight. Mm -hmm. Um, And also when you do make these observations, like take radical responsibility that no one else is going to change the situation. You are responsible for doing it and don't judge the situation either. Like don't feel bad if you want to hire a house cleaner or don't feel bad. If you want to spend more time away from your kids, don't feel bad. If you're like, I actually hate the way that my business is set up right now. And I want to burn it to the ground and I want to redo it because I want to spend all the time in the world with my kids. And I only want to work like five hours a week. Like all of it is okay. Whatever you want is good. And it's the clarity that you need to come. You need to reach. So you can start figuring out how to make those changes and get more into it into an alignment with what you want. Mm-hmm. That was such a good, powerful ending to this episode. Thank you, Lauren, for sharing that. We hope that you had some takeaways from this and something that will help you. If not, like if it's not something we said and it was just like a spark or an idea that you got, come hop on Instagram and share that idea with us. We're always open to learning more. These are just ideas that we've had, tips that we've had, and we'd love to hear your tips and what has or hasn't worked for you. So come chat with us on Instagram. Let's hang out. Um, And until next time. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the She Gets It podcast. We know how important it is to have someone who just gets it no matter what season of life or business you are navigating. If you haven't already, come make our friendship official and say hi to us on the gram. We love hearing from you and would love to have you be part of our community. Our IG links are in the show notes to make it super easy to find us. 
And of course, if you enjoyed this episode, please let us know by subscribing to the podcast, leaving a review and sharing it with one of your business besties. Until next time.